0: Well, thank you for coming and sitting down with us today on the Star Fox Media Small Business Sit Down. Today, our guest is Karina Contreras from the, Z- the Vista City Council, and thank you for being on today.
1: Thank you for having me so much.
0: Well, we usually like to start off the podcast with, you know, what kind of makes you tick? Like, what's how did you get to where you are today? And so the first question I always ask is, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, when I was really little, I wanted to be an architect. Um, And as I progressed through school, I was like, you know what? Maybe that's not going to be the best fit for me. Right. And so. But I had always had a fascination with urban landscapes and buildings. And that just kind of like sat in the back of my mind as I went through school. Um, But really as I got older and mostly in it started in middle school Mm -hmm. and I actually recently ran into an old essay that I wrote in 2002. um, I think it was eighth grade um, where I made a little essay on an ideal city Mm. Um, and I just put it up on my social media um, and I'm talking about, you know, clean streets and trees giving shade to pedestrians and that kind of stuff. So, um, and looking back, I always really had this desire to be part of what is urban planning, community planning. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really know what that was. Yeah, um,
0: I'm sure a middle schooler. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> right. a little over ahead of a middle schooler.
1: Right. But. It's like I, I never had any interaction with any elected officials, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't even know really about the political world, um, and that's not something that even became clear to me until 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, That was actually my first time that I had attended a council meeting. um, And I went to one in in January of 2017, and I just never stopped going. Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Very cool. And so, I mean, obviously, there was a journey somehow between the middle school essay right and you know actually becoming a city council member
1: huge journey um
0: so I mean did, did you go to, to school like did you did you think like at that point did you know that's what you wanted to do did you go to architecture school like what no, you know?
1: <laughs> no. so you know I I had always been like a little bit more elevated in math but mm-hmm. was like the worst of the pack in the mm-hmm. elevated group of math, right 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 of that cohort so um but I I Actually, in high school, I really started, that's when like YouTube started coming up, mm-hmm. right? Um, I graduated from Vista High School in 2006, to give you a, an idea of mm-hmm. the time frame. Um, but I started really looking at social problems um, and a big interest in media and media literacy. And so for college, um, I wanted to do something in film, um, but also look at the sociological, you know, perspective of mm-hmm. things. Uh, so I ended up going to UC Santa Barbara um, and I double majored. I did film and media studies mm. um, and doubled in sociology. And um, oddly enough, after that, I came back to Vista and got into like finance, right? Like <laughs> this, a, a really interesting uh segment of finance that has to do with collections right Ah, (laughs) that kind of stuff um ar ap Mm -hmm. um business to business right uh but that's not really where my want for being in the political world uh came from Mm um you know I I really felt disconnected from my community by just working, right? Mm-hmm. I was making good money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, what's the next step? Like buying a house or something like that, right? White
0: picket fence. like <laughs> Right, <dollars. laughs>
1: right. Just like the usual <laughs> thing, yeah. right? I was like, okay, well, is that really the direction I want to go in? Mm-hmm. Because I'm working all day long, and I'm not even volunteering even a little bit in my community. Right, right. So – In 2015, um, I ended up doing something a little bit different. Uh, And to give you a little background, my grandparents uh, have been here in Vista since, you know, the 1970s, and they started Mm. their own business here. Mm. Uh, And they had a a nursery. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they did a lot of um, ground cover plants, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I grew up on their property. As long as we stayed away from the customers, we could build forts, right? Yes. You know, my brother, my cousins, um, off here, uh, off Foothill here mm-hmm. in Vista. And I'd always had this real big love for the natural world, for plants. And, you know, Google, which will take you into different directions and rabbit <laughs> holes. <laughs> so one night I was yep. like, you know what? I'm going to start looking at certain things, right? Online. And I got to um, a page uh, talking about permaculture, and regenerative agriculture, and mm-hmm. there was a little certification program. And I go, you know what? This is totally worth it. I'm mm-hmm. going to just do this on the weekends, right? I'm yeah. going to go through this course, uh, permaculture course, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I saw that was missing was you can't actually implement large-scale change Mm -hmm. unless you get involved in the political world. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, but that still was kind of like on the back burner, right? Mm -hmm. So I started a a micro business um, called Millennial Farmer, and I was like working on uh, this old, you know, family property that we had that used Mm -hmm. to have a nursery Um, and just looking at some experimental farming, um, community farming practices um and then i started looking okay like what can i actually do here and that's where municipal code came in Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well the code says on this piece of property i can have 25 small animals Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but right a turkey is worth two chickens right so a chicken is considered a small animal so i could have 25 chickens but a turkey is two chickens right so you (laughs) it's like it, it and then it starts Getting kind of like who made these rules? Yeah, right?
0: you're like what? you're like how many? So I get uh you know 12 and a half turkeys.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. So I was like, that's really interesting.
0: Build a coop for one chicken. <laughs> right,
1: right. It's just like weird, right? And so you know you can I think it's something like you can have like one horse per like half acre. Mm. You know you can only have one bovine per parcel, <laughs> like kind of like regardless of like how big mm-hmm. the parcel is. Yeah, this kind of stuff like that that I was looking at. Um, And then in, uh, it would have been the end of 2016, like December 2016, um, I saw an ad on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So here's the social media coming up, right? (laughs) Ad on Facebook. And I had decided to be more intentional with my social media consumption, Mm -hmm. right? And utilizing it more as a tool to find other people that had similar interests, Mm -hmm. start looking at groups that were forming around me. And so I saw this ad come across um, through it was like the progressive democrats I think it was like San Diego Progressive Democrat Club or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like you should run as an adem, right? I was like I have no idea what this is. No idea. <laughs> but me and one of my coworkers um uh, would always talk politics mm-hmm. and so I was like, dude, let's let's run for this position. Yeah. Like you and me, let's go do it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And so I was like reading up what it is and it's like, okay, the lowest level of the California democratic party, mm-hmm. you're working on platform issues, mm-hmm. right? That kind of stuff. Um, so what was what was the role for? Well, so it's an assembly, um, it's for your assembly district. Mm-hmm. And essentially, um, what you're doing is you're a voting member. Mm-hmm. So one third of the ADEM body, um, is elected by the people uh, in that assembly district. Okay. The other two thirds are like appointed, mm-hmm. right? And so that's like a whole other fight yeah. <laughs> in the Democratic Party, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that get appointed. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and and just like for people who don't know, are the assemblies um like statewide? State, yeah. Okay. So
1: state assembly districts. So yeah. we're part. We're here in Vista. Um. We're part of Assembly District 76, mm-hmm. right? And so that's uh, Carlsbad, Oceanside, Vista, and mm-hmm. Um So I still didn't really get it because I was like so new to it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, platform. Okay, so like, you know, universal healthcare, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like they need people to fight for that. I was like, I'm all about that. But I also want to bridge the divide between Vista and the coastal communities. Right. Because I feel like the further inland you get, the less representation that you actually have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the coast takes up a lot of representation. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of get left behind. So like I got there, my friend got there, and the first thing I see, right, this is at Oceanside Library on the day of the voting, Mm -hmm. and you go and you do your little stump speech. I Mm -hmm. had no idea what was going to happen. So I walk in and people are like, handing out these things called slates which I didn't even know what a slate was mm-hmm. so a slate is just like an endorsed group of people right mm. running together mm-hmm. and when you run a slate it makes it a little bit more probable that one of those people is going to get on yeah so like I'm walking in I'm just by myself mm-hmm. right and my other friend um and people are like handing out these slates and I'm like looking at this I'm I'm not on this yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know how to get on this like yeah. you know this is this is crazy. So, um, the line was just huge. There had been like this newfound interest mm. in um, local politics mm-hmm. and also like trying to, I guess what you would call infiltrate right the party to make it more progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of contention, you know, in who was gonna uh, be taking up these more progressive ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, But anyways, there was a huge turnout. And so, like, I'm waiting in line and, like, people are going around. They're continuing to pass these slates. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm actually running and I'm not on this. (laughs) And my friend was like, well, I don't don't even know if I want to do my speech still. And I was like, dude, let's just do it, Mm -hmm. right? So it gets time for speeches. um, And I ended up getting picked as the first person to go and and Mm. speak. And so I gave oh, my oh god as, a, stu- as a,
0: a fresh new person <laughs> right, you don't like, get to see how anyone else does it or... no
1: like I was literally the first person <laughs> had that you got ever to
0: attended speak. one to see no yeah, I had yeah. I
1: had no idea what I was <laughs> getting into right it was just like such a novice did they like, give you
0: any guidelines like keep it to like three you to know, five minutes you just, like... I
1: think it was like maybe two minutes okay. right and um and it was funny because some of these people that I had heard about. That were in the political world but i just like knew the name like esther sanchez yep. right who's now mayor of, of oceanside mm-hmm. like she was there like she gave like you know a little speech um uh before everybody and it was like a little pep rally type mm-hmm. of thing and i was like oh this is so cool yeah. you know like i i've known these names for a long time but i've never put a face to it i didn't right. really like, know who they were mm-hmm. so anyways i go up i'm the first one to do my speech and it was pretty crazy. Right. I finished, people are like clapping. They're like, what's her name? Right. (laughs) So I didn't get a a ton of votes, but some people ended up voting for me, which is really cool. That's awesome. But the biggest thing that happened was after, you know, the whole voting process and giving your speech was done, like there's a lot of people in the courtyard. And so I went out and people were coming up to me. They're like, hey, do you know that we have X and Y club in Vista? And Like, have you ever thought about this? And like, you know, I really liked what you had to say. Um, So that opened up like this whole other world for me Mm -hmm. that I didn't know existed Mm -hmm. here in Vista or anywhere in North County. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I think what a lot of people that are starting a new adventure do is they say yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the hero's journey, the first step is to say yes. Right. right. So
1: it's like I'm like, Yes. And then people asking questions like, yes, I will be there. Yes, let's do this roundtable. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And then I found out really quickly, like, okay, my skills are better served in, like, X, Y, and Z capacity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I was able to filter from there, like, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't even think about running for, yeah. for office. I was like, this was a crazy experience just running for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but immediately... Uh, you know, people were like, "Hey, you should really uh, consider running for Vista City Council." Um, I was like, eh, "That's fine. Someone else can do it." <laughs> like, I, I like really don't know. Like, I feel like you have to have certain qualifications. Like, there has to be someone more qualified than you know this hippie mm-hmm. <laughs> that just loves the community mm-hmm. you know and wants people to get along. yeah <laughs> right? yeah and so i was like no 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 but i'm going to continue to get involved mm-hmm. right and um so january 2017 comes along right not too far after december of 2016 mm-hmm. yep. the following month yeah and i'm like i'm going to go to a council meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I attend my first council meeting. It's really intimidating, right? Yep. So we have this beautiful civic center,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you walk in and it's like just this huge room and you're sitting as an audience and like the council is sitting up, mm-hmm. right? And I was just like in awe. I was like, can't believe i've never been in here <laughs> mm-hmm. right when so, did they build the
0: new city council building or oh the, the when the the it's city fairly hall
1: new, so. yeah because i was like
0: i remember it was but i mean obviously it was before that or also because right, before right, that right, it was right. like trailers or something right. yeah, <laughs> like yeah i remember because
1: i went to school here at what's vista magnet middle school it was lincoln middle yeah. school and it was like you know same thing right across the street it was like mm-hmm. all these little trailers and mm-hmm. i used to get picked up there every once in a yeah. while I would have never thought that. I feel like it would be less
0: intimidating if it was still a trailer.
1: (laughs) 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 And so it's like, it's like really like opulent, right? Mm -hmm. And so I walk in and I've always been one to like sit in front in (laughs) class, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, I'm going to sit in the front. (laughs) So I took it in and I was like, wow, like this is incredible. I had no idea. Like theoretically, I knew that this existed, Mm -hmm. Right. But all this money that I spent on my bachelor's degree yeah. did not prepare me to vote properly in my own backyard. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. right. And it doesn't matter which political affiliation. Like when it comes to city council, it's, you know, it's not, it's nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like focusing on your community. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I just feel like there are parts of our city that are left behind. Mm-hmm. And when these grievances are addressed or are being, uh, proposed to council, like the responses that i'm getting back just seem a little less than i would want right? right like i think the last thing that anybody wants to hear when they have a real grievance is like no we don't have enough money for that yeah right but then like i'm seeing this downtown get built mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was like well we had enough money for that yeah. right like why can't we have a park bench, like, in certain areas? Mm-hmm. Why can't we have more trees in certain areas? Like, a real basic level stuff, right? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I decided to speak up. Um, and then I just kept speaking up. And there were certain things that happened uh, here in our community with, um, you know, unarmed Latinos being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a protest. And we had a huge show of force for about 20 protesters, Mm -hmm. come out. um, And I just really wanted to address some of these issues. um, And I just kept getting pushback, pushback, pushback. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of, you know, where the tide started turning for me, where Mm -hmm. people kept saying, hey, like, we really like what you have to say. I really think that you should be serious about running for office. Mm -hmm. And no one else was stepping up to the plate. And I was like, well, you know what? We can't just let someone run unopposed. Right. Right. Makes like, sense. I really think, you know, that we need to have people give what they want to see in their community, you know, let people know that. And then if someone wants to support that, they can vote for that person. Right. right? It's really good to have that type of debate. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, I, I really don't
0: like it when people run unopposed. Like,
1: right, 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 right. I almost
0: just like make a rule of not voting for someone if they're unopposed. Right. Like I'm just like, well, they'll win anyway. But like, <laughs> right. but it's I don't true. like this. <laughs> it's true. I think it's
1: really important, yeah. you know. And and so what we're seeing too, not just here in Vista, but like in North County, um, is there's this resurgence of. Um, More community input, more people's agencies being activated, Mm -hmm. and they're seeing like, hey, this my vote actually can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Especially when you look at the local level. I mean, at the federal level, it's just wild. Absolutely. At the local level, it's like you don't have a stop sign where you want a stop sign. Mm -hmm. There's someone responsible for that. I've
0: always found that like local politics is underappreciated. It's the, in, in my opinion, it's the most important things you vote for. Because right. they have the most direct impact on your life. Like, federal government doesn't care about your stop sign. <laughs> right. They don't care. Right. They, they, know, don't. Like, they, don't. they will never care. No. It's just. It's just not, it's a scale issue, right? They can't care. Right. So, like, you know, all the things that actually affect your daily life are, like, mostly at the local level. Totally. Rarely even at the state level. Like, you know, maybe more like, you know, overall key, arcing policy-wise, right, like, you know.
1: Right, What kind of grants are you going to get to put stop signs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that kind so of So it's stuff. important
0: to have those things, but like when it comes right. to your day-to-day life, like it's like, you know, you really need to focus local.
1: 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just like did not understand that in practice, right? Mm-hmm. It was a very theoretical. And then when I started getting involved, I was like, wow, like this whole time that I've been voting, mm-hmm. I have not taken this seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's just a different way of getting involved. And not everybody, it also is, you know, unfortunately kind of a privilege to be that involved. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's uh, time commitment. It's so much time. Yeah. It's a full time job mm-hmm. just to understand what's happening in your city. And, yeah. you know, as a citizen, you're not getting paid for that.
0: How many right? full-time jobs can you have? Right, you have your full-time job. And right, then if you have a family, right. that's a full-time right, job. And then, then you got a
1: side hustle. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. You know? And then you got a dog to take care yeah, of. So yeah, it's know. a
0: bunch of full-time jobs. Like
1: <laughs> so you can, you only have so much mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I also think, like, the biggest um, part of being an elected official, especially at the local level, is being able to be that bridge of communication between mm-hmm. that civic center. Yeah and your community, yeah, right? And so sometimes, like, that job's not for everybody, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we have a whole staff. My coworkers on staff are incredible. We have a whole finance department. We have a whole everything department, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not necessarily what I've seen is that you have to come in and be an expert in any one Mm
2: -hmm.
1: thing, Mm -hmm. but you have to be an effective communicator. Right. And you have to be willing to listen, Mm -hmm. And that's really what pushed me into it because I was trying to, like, I had meetings with, you know, some um, of the elected officials at that time. Uh, You know, I would go to council and I would just get so much pushback. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can't, you know, someone can't tell me that we don't have money for really basic things when we have our reserve continuing to increase. Right. You know, and so... Maybe with someone who isn't as involved, Mm -hmm. that flies, Mm -hmm. right? It shouldn't. But with someone who is really involved, like, that's not a good enough answer, Mm -hmm. right? No, we can't do something because we don't have enough money is not Mm -hmm. a good enough answer. Right. So eventually, I said, you know what? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it, right? What am I getting into? So that's kind of what led to... Uh, me saying, Okay.
0: It's time. It's time. It's time it. is here. Let's do it. <laughs> and I mean, from that, I'm sure the actual process of running is is probably a lot more intense than people think. Um, ah. I mean so I mean let's let's when you were when you ran, what what where, what year was your first year that you
1: ran? So I announced in what was it? I think I filed my paperwork September. Um, of 2017 mm-hmm. and the election was November, 2018. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, you know, did my paperwork. There's also a ton of paperwork.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Government paperwork.
1: <laughs> oh my shocker. Gosh. Right. Right. Total shocker. <laughs> so much paperwork. And so I started getting my paperwork done, mm-hmm. right. Getting all my ducks in a row. And then there's like the whole thing about raising money.
0: Right. That's another thing people don't usually know.
1: And so everybody's like, you need to raise like $20,000. i am like, oh my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. You know, like I'm not independently wealthy, Mm -hmm. right? Like I took a huge pay cut leaving um, my job in in 2016 to kind of go into a more like permaculture regenerative agriculture situation, but still was like working a particular job. That I was like, hey, you know what? That's where I started doing business to business accounts receivable, payable, mm-hmm. still doing like collections in mm-hmm. the construction, um, equipment, rental industry. Yeah. Um, was part of a company actually that was like kind of disrupting the market um, using, uh, you know, uh, web-based technology um, mm-hmm. to connect to their customers better. Mm. And so it was really interesting to be in that company. It, it, it has then been swallowed by like the Walmarts of equipment rental, yeah. which is United Rentals. So mm. I worked for Blue Line Rental. It was, mm. it was really interesting. Um, but I had a particular schedule of like 6, 6.30 a.m. to like 3, 3.30 3.30 p.m.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And after work, it was like, okay, now I got my second job, right? And that's running for office. Mm-hmm. So trying to juggle those two things, but um, I didn't come from a place where I was just going to be able to like give myself just like 5, twenty grams, nah. ten thousand, <laughs> right, fifteen thousand, yeah. like that just wasn't going to happen. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm looking at my community too, and I'm like, I'm fairly new, mm-hmm. right? Like my what you would consider like name ID is like pretty low in the community. <laughs> so how am I going to go about this? Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, I'm gonna lean on my own skills, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what I learned in college mm-hmm. uh, through, you know, film and media studies. Yeah. Through, you know, being able to read uh, the community through a sociological lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ask people to donate money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I ran on a shoestring. Like mm-hmm. I, I raised a little over nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know. So less
0: than half of what they recommended.
1: Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I mean, my opponent at the time, I think he was able to lend himself, you know, like six thousand to start mm-hmm. um his campaign right away. And I was like, wow, it took me months to raise six thousand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. I was literally like my own printer. Mm-hmm. I was like got colorful pieces of paper mm-hmm. and in thirds like printed, you mm-hmm. know, what my platform was and mm-hmm. I had a great group of volunteers that were in the community. Some of them were retired teachers, so they knew a lot of people in the community. Yeah. And we went door to door. Yeah. You know, and we were having those conversations that had never been had. Yeah. That people were just thankful mm-hmm. that someone cared. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I may not agree with you on X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, actually, you might want to vote for my opponent. This <laughs> just like, yeah. Like, probably the worst thing to tell someone right when you're trying to well, get their vote but yeah. it's like <laughs> i'm just being honest with you right mm-hmm. we're having this great conversation i remember one in particular uh this woman and you know everything i had to say she like had something to refute and mm-hmm. i was like i was like honestly like i really think you align more with my opponent mm-hmm. and that's who you should probably vote for mm-hmm. but just know that if you do vote for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna come back mm-hmm. i'm gonna be here for you yeah right And she's like, you know what? I really like you. (laughs) Right? Yeah. She's like, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but, you know, I really appreciate that you came. And then she Mm -hmm. was like telling me about her neighbors, right? Like, you're going to get along with this neighbor. Yeah. Go talk to them and blah, blah, blah right and so
0: it's funny because like i mean as you said like city council's not a like not supposed to be a super partisan area right, right? it's more right. like you know city issues and stuff it's like like listen i know we disagree on a lot of things <laughs> but like you know i'm still just gonna be an advocate for you right, so like right. you know and
1: in that case you know it doesn't people need an advocate because mm-hmm. at the end of the day this isn't council's money yeah right this is our money yeah it doesn't matter if you're a property owner mm-hmm. or you've been running here for 30 mm-hmm. years Right. We all pay property tax either directly or indirectly throughout. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So we all pay sales tax. Mm -hmm. People are buying stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So where's the representation for the community as a whole? Right. And then going into districts, I love it because Mm -hmm. now, you know, there's personal accountability to one person, to one elected official. Yes. Um, you get to be, you know, represent the entire city, but be extra accountable to your neighbors in your district. Mm-hmm. And what had happened before is like, we would come with certain grievances and it's like, you know, would just get pushed along or mm-hmm. whatever. But now it's like, if you don't address those grievances from mm-hmm. your neighbors,
0: mm-hmm. they know where you live.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like down the street. Okay, yeah. you guys, don't egg my house. Yeah. Um, But there is a point of accountability, yeah. right? And I tell people all the time like this is I get paid for this, <laughs> right? Not that much, but I am working for our community. Yeah. Right. And so if you this is like any other job, if you don't think I'm doing a good job, Mm -hmm. where do you fire me? Yeah. At the ballot (laughs) box. Right. (laughs) So like just don't vote for me. Mm -hmm. I would much rather you tell me (laughs) before it gets to that point. For sure. You know, that, you know, there's certain problems and, you know, how can we address it Mm -hmm. and get together as a community to discuss that. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, your work does have to show through. Absolutely. You know, so if you've been there for four years, you should have something to show for, Mm. right? Not like this big bank account from donations. Right. It should be the stop signs that people have been Mm -hmm. asking for a decade, Mm -hmm. right? The sidewalks that people have been asking for. Mm -hmm. Not just sidewalks anywhere. Right. right? Specific ones that are. Specific ones that are going to be used. Mm -hmm. So it's just been an incredible journey and the amount of people that I've been able to communicate with, even in the pandemic, right? The pandemic has brought so many challenges to Mm -hmm. a position like this that is so public Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, keeping communication can be difficult, but, you know, people reach me on Instagram. They just DM me, right? They'll text me, Mm -hmm. right? They'll send me a message on Facebook, on Facebook, on my, you know, um, political page. And yeah, we can get together. I do socially distance walks, right? Mm-hmm. Someone has a problem in their community and their little neck of the woods. I'm like, hey, you know what? If you feel comfortable, these are the different ways we can communicate via Zoom, mm-hmm. telephone, in-person, socially distance. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, which one do you want? Right. And so I've just, I it really has been a blessing mm-hmm. to be in this position mm-hmm. and meet so many incredible, incredible people, including our business community. Yeah. Right? And so... I know that this is a a podcast that's focused a lot on small businesses, Mm -hmm. and the reality is that there is a direct connection to that civic center, right, when it Mm -hmm. comes to small businesses. And during the pandemic, you know, the city has taken certain um, positions that have helped our small businesses Mm -hmm. that we really needed to take. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things that, you know, we could have done prior to the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right, like allowing Um, Dining outside, right, Right. on, you know, the curb and stuff like that. And those are things that people have kind of, like, asked for for a long time, to have, like, more of a community feel. But there was this trigger that allowed us to move forward. And now we can reimagine our world, right? Especially because the pandemic doesn't seem to be going away. Right. So we need to continue to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm very thankful to Mayor Ritter who put me on the committee with her for economic development. We're mm-hmm. going to be going over that, I believe, in our next council meeting. Great. Yeah. And, you know, what are the strategies moving forward mm-hmm. so that we can be a competitive in the 21st century? Yeah. Because before, maybe a city, you know, it wasn't within their purview to necessarily talk about child care and youth development, mm-hmm. you know, and take such a strong position on it. But in the 21st century – What's happening on the ground right now is that we need to have a strong tax base. Yeah. Right? We need economic vibrancy. We yeah. need to have more opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. You know, the Film Hub here is a great example of, you know, co-working in yeah. different spaces. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be great if our downtown provided more little nooks and crannies for business opportunities like this? Yeah, right? absolutely. So um including a strong wi-fi i mean yeah yeah definitely <laughs>
0: actually i mean even this business was actually born out of the film hub like so the the co-working opportunity basically i was i had a marketing soul prop that i was running for years just solo as a side gig because i'm actually a film producer so oh, like cool. as my full-time job yeah. um and then i or before that and so this last i've been doing the film is very cyclical right you're working on a big project for a couple years it comes out and then you have like a bunch of just projects in development you don't know which one's gonna get picked up you don't know what's gonna work so you're kind of like in a lull and then also you have a big project again. So, <laughs> right. in the, in those lulls, it would be yeah. nice. To, you know, you get paid the same way, right? Big right. project budget, you know, right, great. Right. But then it's done, and you're like, okay, now I haven't done right. a project in a year and a half, and I haven't made a check. <laughs> right. You know, so that's like, you know, so it's nice to have something that was like, oh, I could just pick up and pick up and do a couple websites, right, right, set up right, someone's right, social right. media accounts. Like it was great. But this year was last year. You know, it was with COVID. Like the film industry was very weird to work on. So like, you know, it's hard to go to a, a, a um, an investor and be like, hey, um, we're looking to do a film that's gonna, we need $15 million and we're gonna make this film and we're gonna show it in theaters. Like theaters are closed. Right. Yes, um, not forever though, right. you know, like right. like, right? Like they're not gonna be closed forever. It's like, well, that's too risky. Okay, right. yeah, no, I understand. Like that is, that's, that was, right. it's, so it's weird to go to people right now and try to make a film. Yeah,
1: there's so much you uncertainty. Know?
0: Yeah, and we always use, like we, we, we like to use independent investors and not go to like the funds and like those into, right. you know, Hollywood and have them fund it because, you know, a lot of times they wanna control the story, right. they wanna control the people who are in it, they wanna right. like, they wanna take control over the project, their money, their project, right? right? Um. So, you know, the independent investors were kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, man, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, I want so, a good return
1: on this. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: like, so what happens right. if they don't open? And it's like, right. well, I mean, we can go to streaming and stuff. Are you gonna make $15 million on streaming? Right. Probably not. <laughs>
1: right, it's difficult.
0: So, yeah, so like the, the whole business model just got flipped on its head. So like, I had basically was like, okay, I'll get into one of those phases where I start working on the marketing stuff. And uh, I had my partner, Carlos, like he was working with a company doing their marketing and you know at the same time i was like oh you want to come help out and we ended up meeting up with another marketer that was in the film hub and then a film uh, videographer that was in the film hub and we kind of basically just started this as a you know its own corporation and like got yeah. it like where it's running as an org- like a full group instead of just me solo anymore so the whole idea like i met you know Celia our 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 designer web designer graphic designer and Sean our videographer in the building. I did not know them before we moved in to get like into the same co-working That's the
1: magic, right? That's the magic there. And it's, so how is, you know, what happens at city hall Mm -hmm. going to help foster this type of community, Mm -hmm. right? And even the positioning of our city, Mm -hmm. right? Being in the middle of the 78, Mm -hmm. right? Being, uh, what could be a much more walkable connected city. It's Mm -hmm. still kind of disjointed, right? Like, we had the transit center that seemed like a different world and we're just like right across from it. Right, right. right. And so it's like how can we integrate our city more mm-hmm. so that we can continue to have the business opportunities that you, you know, ran into, yeah. right? For for our population here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I just I think it's a beautiful thing when we take seriously reimagining our assets. Mm-hmm and bringing people in Mm -hmm. right to communicate with us like hey this is an idea i have right or like this is a need that the business community has right because none of us are experts but we should be an expert in one thing and that's listening (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right so i really appreciate you telling me that story because it is exactly the type of business opportunity that we want to see come about yeah and Co-working spaces, mm-hmm. in, you know, people that are walking around um, from here on their lunch break, right? Mm-hmm. At you know, I don't know, at Miko's yeah. or, or we walk Belgian over to Beaver, we walk right? to those
0: probably. well, I mean, well, more during the summer, but we were walking there, you know, three times a week. We'd walk to so, yeah. you know to one of those and have lunch. So. It's
1: great, and so that you know, our our uh, restaurant businesses need to. They can't survive. <laughs> On a good Friday and good Saturday, yeah, you know, for sure, they need to have stable um, clientele yeah. right, coming in lunchtime so, crowd, right, yeah. right. And so the only way to really do that is to be a little bit more strategic mm-hmm. in how we design our city, and that mm-hmm. comes down to a lot of zoning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Our planning commission, mm-hmm. and then it goes to city council sometimes. And so we just have to understand that these connections don't necessarily happen on their own unless Mm -hmm. we plan, it's like building an ecosystem.
0: Someone needs to foster it.
1: Right, right. We have a little coral reef going on here. So it's like, when we Mm -hmm. keep building our coral reef, like we'll have more diversity, more integration, and more opportunity for someone like yourself to meet someone else. Mm -hmm. And then bam, you know, potentially there could be like, this whole other endeavor that happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so I am really thankful to be part of that mix. And I'm really, really excited for our economic development strategy Mm -hmm. um, meeting that's gonna be coming up because I invite all the small businesses You know, and everybody in our community to really partake in that Mm -hmm. because this is a document that is going to be the backbone of our economic development. Right. And what kind of strategies are we missing? Yeah. Which ones are we kind of off the mark? Which ones do we need to focus more and flesh them out more? Right. Right. And so, all that kind of stuff, I, before I got involved, it was still happening, but. I didn't know about it, and I feel like I've been able to provide some insight and use that type of political influence uh, to really advocate for my community to to grow into something that is going to be great for everybody Mm -hmm. because we need to continue – to get you know sales tax, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to be able to do that to put right? up the stop signs. To put, put up, up the, the stop yeah. signs, right? To put you know, really take um on some of our corridors like, uh, it's called active transportation, right? Biking, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Make it safer. Yeah. Right. So even even the paseo santa fe sign changing Mm -hmm. to vista right like Mm -hmm. that to me was so amazing and that happened at a council level Mm -hmm. right we advocated you know for that sign to really be a reflection of the pride that we have in our city Mm -hmm. right paseo santa fe there's a lot of money that went into redeveloping this area Mm -hmm. and making it a place that people feel you know like there's a collaborative spirit that yeah. you could walk to Peppertree, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can walk to Belching. We Gamer. almost
0: share a parking lot with <laughs> right, it. <laughs> right, <laughs> if there wasn't a little chain link fence, right. we'd, like, we would share a parking lot with it.
1: So, you know, there's so much, but it's like, we you can't rebrand a city. You mm. just have to invest in it. Right. right. And so I feel like there was a, a Vista that existed before that people were not as proud of. And we've come together as a city, and really thankful to my colleagues and then previous councils too, mm-hmm. um, that we've gotten to a place where we now have this really good foundation and we can continue to build the city that our residents here want, that new people that are coming in want, mm-hmm. and we can continue to go in that direction. Yeah. And that sign, you know, the arch changing to, mm-hmm. to Vista, I think is just. The cherry on top, yeah. right? <laughs> like it really does embody what the, the culture change um, and the pride that we have in our city. And more mm-hmm. and more people getting involved, which yeah. I think is great. Like we need to continue to have people involved yeah, and running for office.
0: And so, I mean, that's a great segue to usually what we do as our final question is like if someone did want to, you know, follow in your footsteps and get right. and run for office and be able to make a difference. Um, Do you have any recommendations, any, like, tips or any, like, advice that you would give them?
1: Go to city council meetings. (laughs) That you will not learn what you need to learn Mm -hmm. if you don't participate in city council meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my big takeaway from before I was on council to now being on council is that the public – and the council members essentially have identical information when it comes to staff reports. Mm. Right. And that's all on the agenda. There's these big reports. It just means that, you know, maybe you don't want to read every single little thing, <laughs> you know, as just like someone that's like doing this for interest or not as hobby, a full time job, right? Not, <laughs> as a, not as like a full time type of thing. Um, but come and check out a council meeting. I think that's the best way to see one who represents you or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're not being represented mm-hmm. correctly. Um, but also, what what does it mean? Like, what do these words mean, right? It's a whole other terminology. Mm-hmm. And that could be really intimidating. But once you start hearing it and you, it's, it's like a whole other way of, you know, being literate, right? Right. In your municipality. Right, you can start from not knowing anything about zoning, and you can go to a council meeting and be like, "That's what that means." Yeah, (laughs) that's what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So my first tip of advice to anybody, and I've had a lot of people come and and ask me Mm -hmm. this particular question, is always go to your respective council's meetings. Right, right. If you're running for, you know, state, Mm -hmm. follow up on those types of meetings. Yeah, you're federal good luck (laughs) follow up on those types of things right but really it starts with going and participating Mm -hmm. and also you know it's it can be awkward to speak in public in that type of format so Mm -hmm. i highly recommend even for people that don't necessarily want to be in a political position or run for that but they want to advocate at a higher level Mm -hmm. we need to hear from you right You know, I would say, you know, writing an email and setting up an appointment is great. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you know, council members don't have to listen to you. (laughs) They don't have to read that email. Yeah. Right. I think they should. I really think we should be, you know, taking in that information. But guess where they do have to listen to you by force at the council meeting. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. They can't. You can't. Like escape uh, nope, someone, then- right, right? You get two, <laughs> like three minutes and yeah. there's a lot of people speaking. They'll yeah. probably get cut down to two minutes, yep. you know, and every single council meeting has a section called oral communication or public comments. And you can talk about anything you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on the agenda. Um, and I highly recommend people, you know, enter into that arena Mm -hmm. and let us know what you're thinking you know what you want to see questions that you have Mm -hmm. right so that that's my number one piece of advice like Mm -hmm. attend your city council meetings Mm -hmm. because it's super powerful and you might accidentally start running for office (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be
0: that would be interesting if people it just is. accidentally ran for office. Ex- like, oh my gosh. It's like, oh, you're on the ballot. You 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 showed up to a you showed up to a meeting, you're on the ballot. So, good you're
1: luck. Up. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a scantron no. test.
0: And to and to, to close it out, um, sure. so just if someone want to learn more about what you do, what you advocate for or like, well, you know, you which district
1: are you, by the way? I'm District 1. District yeah, 1, okay. northwest corner of Vista. Okay. Smallest district um, geographically because we have the most density. hmm So um, if you live anywhere between, let's say, Del Taco and Northgate on East Vista Way mm-hmm. and uh, Maryland Elementary, mm-hmm. I probably represent you. Okay. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but if some... I represent the whole city, too. Right. So.
0: Right. So... Um, if and if someone wanna learn more about what you do mm-hmm. or wanted to ask questions other than just attending the meetings, do you have social media? Do you right. have like anything like that that you do? Super
1: wanna... easy to find me. My mm-hmm. name gets spelled and said many different ways. Mm-hmm. So my social media mm-hmm. handles are at represent Vista. Oh, well there you yeah. go. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and mm-hmm. Facebook, but I am most active on Instagram.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and taking the thank time you. to sit down with us today. I appreciate and, uh, it. And I hope that everyone you know, votes for you next election. When's the next election?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be a big one. It's 2022. 2022. And there are three positions up on the mm-hmm. council. Mm-hmm. District 1, which is mm-hmm. the district I represent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll think about re-election next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you I mean, want
0: me to ask that question? Right. Is that the one you're supposed to ask? Like, are you running? No. Right.
1: Oh. I'll think about that next yeah. year. probably will. Um, but... Uh, there's also um, the the mayorship, so the mayoral position, mm-hmm. and uh, District 4, which is um, like Shadow Ridge area. Mm-hmm. So those are three out of the five positions. Everybody listening, is, uh, those are up in 2022. And to do anything on council, you really need a majority, mm-hmm. which if the full body is present, is going to be three people. Okay. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> well, great.
0: Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so awesome. much for coming, and uh, like, you know, definitely vote vote for Karina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right.